friends, how's it going? It's Tiffany Pratt. This is my love jam. I know it's wild to think that I have a podcast all about love, but let me tell you, even though I'm a designer, creative director, creative person, artist, author, TV, whatever, there's absolutely nothing that I've ever done in my life that has been more important than bringing love into everything that I've ever done. And this is a podcast all about that. I have met miraculous, cool, incredible people along the way, and I want to introduce you to some of them. I want to talk to you about my journey. I want to share some of the things that I've learned. And more than anything in the whole world, I don't want you to feel alone. As a creative person, I want us to feel like a powerful community of supportive friends that can turn to each other and know that no matter what, we've got each other's back. So that's what the Love Jam's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's get down in the middle of it. Let's uncover it. Let's see all of its colors. And let's jam. Let's jam about love. That's the Love Jam. faucet running let's do this podcast okay give me, give me a minute what are you doing in the kitchen bro all right well here i'm here i'm just i was doing the dishes and my hands were soaked and i just uh you know i got the uh touch 2.0 technology faucet from delta faucets canada and i just touch it and then it goes off oh my god are you intrigued i'm so intrigued things are sounding so fancy touch and go baby you just <laughs> touch it and it does what you want so, so what, you installed this puppy? Yeah, super easy to install. Um, you, can, you can hook it up to power or it comes with batteries. And you don't have to get your faucet all dirty and the handle all goopy if you're cooking or if you've been in the garden or if you've got stuff in your hand. Touch it with any, you know, any part of your arm or your face if you want. Uh, and it what comes about on. your nose? You could do it with your nose. It comes on. It just You don't have to you know, squeegee the hand. And not only that. You can leave it at a certain temperature and you touch it and it comes on at the temperature and you've got a little LED. Ooh. Yeah, it shows you, you know, from cold to blue to red to, to hot. So you always know what temperature the water's at. Oh, it's slick times. It's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so you're loving it. You're loving your Delta Faucets Canada business. Absolutely. And you know what? Super nice of them. And... They even made a point of saying uh, in the email, you don't have to mention this. You don't have to talk about it on Instagram. We don't expect anything for this. We just wanted to say thank you for doing the Love Jam. Can I just say that's what the Love Jam is all about? That is what the Love Jam is all about. They are pulling the love through with their generosity, not only supporting us for season two, but yeah. my gosh, you know, making the love real. They're not just asking us that's to tout right. a product. They're saying, try it. If you love it, talk about it. Absolutely. Zero ask, uh, except to say thank you, which is wonderful. So thanks, guys. Delta Faucets Canada, we love you. You got Coco over here touching and tapping. Boom. In the house. Touch and go. Wow. <laughs> All right, and now let's get on with season two of The Love Jam with Tiffany Pratt. I thought how appropriate on season two to pull the man behind the curtain out from behind the curtain and put him in front of the microphone. <laughs> 
Coco Trabagian, otherwise known. Okay, say your full name. Arshag Vahe Trabagian. Oh, so this beautiful, but people call you Coco, K-O-K-O, because? Um, Well, it's, it's, um, it's the nickname that you would be given if your name was mine. Let's say uh, in North America, Richard is Rick, you know, even as strange as uh, John is Jack. Right. You know, John F. Kennedy was referred to as Jack. Anyway, where I was born in Egypt... Uh, with an Armenian name like that, that that's the default nickname for my name. Which is Coco. Yeah, that's Coco. K-O-K-O. Yeah, it's quite a quite a common name in Africa and Japan. And a common name in my life because <laughs> you, Coco's been in my life now for, we're going on 11 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when we, okay, so before I go into the story. Which you know I love starting my stories with the love story, and this one does. I first just have to say that this is a podcast all about relationships, the human condition, and how relationships can grow and evolve. And I just wanted my story with Coco to be an inspiration point. We're both coming out of the emotional closet to talk to the peoples about how love can be its own incarnation, but be transformative. Yes? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, so so let's start this this podcast telling the peoples our our love story. So I'm gonna let you start. Bring it on, Cokes. <laughs> We're having coffee with Cokes. Coco Co- Coffee talk. Coffee talk with Cokes. Yeah. Uh, He's how did always it start? drinking your coffee. He always has a coffee in his hand. So here we go. Um I had just come back from a vacation down south. Looking very tanned. Uh, so you tell me, yeah, I was probably tanned. And I, I, I don't know, I've been single for quite a while. And I, it was the next day was a day off for me. So I went shopping. And it was in the fall. And I went to a place called Meet on the Beach. And I saw this beautiful woman outside buying sunflowers and flirting with the salesperson, who was an old Italian guy. And they were both laughing, and it was like a scene out of a Coke commercial. It was just so joyous and fun. And and I looked at her, and I said, you know what? Your good mood has put me in a good mood. And that's where you tell the rest of the story. (laughs) So in case you're wondering, that girl was me, and I was flirting with an old Italian man. And this beautiful, tanned, blue-eyed man saying this to me, walks out of the grocery store, says this, gets into his then, you know, vintage Jaguar and speeds off. And I remember holding the sunflowers in my hand, literally looking up into the sky and thinking, if there is a God, I will see that man again. And so fast forward a month later, I was... Okay, okay, can I tell you what... And the place I was at, when I drove away, I was still thinking, wow, that's, that's just beautiful girl but i didn't say oh god please please let me see her again i just went you know what if i'm meant to see her i will see her again and i was begging the sky <laughs> <laughs> so the difference well, between cats and dogs which is fantastic <laughs> you were quite young and i was quite old well i was 28 and you were 48 whoa whoa everybody knows not now. Now you're a geezer, <laughs> and I'm almost 40. <laughs> okay, so 
um, a month later, an acquaintance that I had met, um, we were just fresh, not even fresh friends, just fresh acquaintances. And she was um, heading off to Hawaii to live. And she asked me to give her a ride to the airport. And she said, oh my God, I've got this thing I've got to drop off to my friend Coco's house. And I think Coco's a girl because who wouldn't think someone named Coco was a guy? Wait, you didn't know my name. No, Yeah. because we just met and you didn't introduce yourself. Mm -hmm. So I pull out in front of your place. She runs in to give you the thing, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And then she comes back out with you and says, oh my God, Tiffany, you got to meet my friend Coco. And I literally remember like I threw the car in park and I like I took a big gulp and I was like, motherfucker. That's the guy. And then I was thinking the same thing because I saw you guys pull up and I went, oh my God, that's. That's the girl from the from the meet, meet on the beach, the the, the shop. So um, you called. We got on well, the road, and she got in the car. We headed to the airport. Well, I had her phone number because you her guys. and I had been dating, but we had broken <laughs> dun, up. Don't don't. And I thought, well, I, I got to get a hold of this girl and find out who she is now. What kind of balls do you have to have <laughs> to pick up the phone, call your ex-girlfriend, and tell her to put this girl on the phone that's driving her to the airport because I want to get to know her? <laughs> um, so that's what I did. I called her, and I said, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm the guy from the grocery store. And you said... Oh, I remember you. I was like, I couldn't even keep my, I think my voice was trembling. I was like, ah, uh, yeah, I remember. Well, you were also being really discreet because. I was being very chill. Because she was beside you. And I didn't want her to think I had the hots Yeah, you, you said, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being so cool, because mm -hmm. I'm so cool, as you know. Mm -hmm. I'm just so cool. Mm -hmm. um, but, but. What I wanted to do was not alarm her because I knew I knew she was still hurting because she really liked you. Okay, I guess. Yeah. So I was trying to keep it cool. Mm -hmm. But either way, she gave you the 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 deal, which was she told you the name of my studio, mm -hmm. my name, and that's yep. all you needed because then you Googled yeah. it. And what happened next is Coco sent me an email, and you were inquiring, trying to make some general inquiry about something that she had yeah. left behind. Yeah, so she was trying to sell her car, and I said, uh, you know, if we can help her sell her car, here's my email, here's my phone number, and uh, that was it. So I remember getting the email, and I smiled. Like, I, I had, like, a face cramp from smiling, and I thought, <laughs> you know, screw it. I'm not going to email him back, and I remember I was in the car driving home i remember this specifically i was on spadina sitting in gridlock traffic in toronto just if anyone knows heading south on spadina in rush hour is friggin hell and so i was sitting in gridlock traffic on spadina and i just boom i just cold called you do you remember this yep and so i was like hey solo team it's glitter pie do you remember that oh that's right you're in traffic that's right and so we uh had a quick conversation and you said um have you had dinner yeah and I said, no. And then you said, do you want to, it was that night, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. So I realized, obviously, from this whole interaction, Coco lives one block away from me. Mm -hmm. So as I'm driving home, I pass his street and he's at the top of the street before mine. I'm at the bottom of the street after his. So I had to drive past his house to get to my place. And I remember seeing him through the blinds of his place. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> through the blinds of your place as I'm driving to go home to change to meet you for dinner. And I was on the phone with you and I was like, oh, I'm just passing. And I started to wave and he was not wearing a top and a pair of shorts. And these were during Coco's PX 90 days. And let me tell you, washboard abs to boot. Like this man, <laughs> still to this day, you know, you're an incredibly fit, chiseled human. Thank you. And, um, and I remember almost driving off the road, like, oh, <laughs> like literally hitting the median, like, oh, hi, trying to be cool. But then I see this like hot thing through the, and I was like, ha, 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 okay, see you later. <laughs> so the point is we, we had instant chemistry. Yeah, we had dinner and then we went for a walk, had some tea and yeah, it was, um, it was, it was instant. It was, I, yeah. I, I knew from within the first half hour of sitting mm -hmm. with you at dinner that I was wildly in love with you. I think I had already offered to go on a like tropical vacation. Oh yeah, with I, you. I I knew I was I was sunk too. Yeah. So we were both screwed up, sunk, mm -hmm. and what per, I would say what happened after that was just just a mad hot love affair. Mm -hmm. It turned I I being a block away. I had just started my own art studio. I was working all the time. You were heavily involved. He has his own graphic or was at the time more heavily involved with graphics yeah. and a very, very busy graphic design business. And, um, and we were just together all the time. Mm -hmm. And it was, I don't know, how long did that last? An hour, I, like I, an know, hour, look at me, an hour? No, did it last a year? <laughs> how long did it last? How long you know, were we you hot know, and heavy? You know why I can't remember? Because we're still hanging out every day, uh, talking, three or four times a day, <laughs> 11 years later. So it's hard to pinpoint a cutoff well, because, there's, because there's a mutation. Yeah. But I would say, I mean, you know, quote unquote, what would people call a traditional relationship? Probably around a year and a half, I think. And then it was this weird natural turn mm -hmm. that we went from traditional relationship together emotionally, physically, mentally to feeling like we loved each other ex like just extremely but maybe we weren't the perfect match to be a romantic couple yeah i think that's what we kind of that's the place we went to i was on a trip i remember i was in connecticut at an art studio doing um like an installation for a week and i remember feeling disconnected from you when I was there. And I remember coming home and we were doing our traditional Saturday morning activities, going to the grocery store, going to the drugstore. And I remember you were coming out of the drugstore and I was sitting in the car waiting for you. And I thought, okay, this is the minute. Just, just tell them how you feel right now. Just tell them how you feel. Oh yeah, that's right. And then you came out of Shoppers Drug Mart and I was like, I think that we're better off as friends. And this one you said, remember you said that's right. I said, that's when you walked out on me at the shopper's drug mart. <laughs> so, yeah, but it was it was understood on my side too. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, you know, it was not a shock. It wasn't like super devastating or anything. I was disappointed. But both you and I had reached that conclusion at different times. Yep. That maybe this was I don't know, maybe it felt more right that we were friends than atypical, you know, lover's relationship. I have come to the conclusion over the course of time 
that when you involve yourself in a romantic love physical relationship mm-hmm. as a woman or a man you give yourself these expectations yeah that your romantic or love partner needs to do these certain things in order for you to feel like they're your person. I or hate those things. Or you, they need to show up for you, or they need to do these romantic things to make you feel like you're this. Yeah. They need to, can you help me here? Well, it's it's that expectation, it's that burden of, you know, feeling like, well, I'm the boyfriend, so I should do this. She's my girlfriend, she should be doing this. And I guess growing up, I didn't have a great example of, of you know, what relationships or marriages or, or family life looks like because my parents broke up before I was a year old. Right. So I didn't really have a roadmap for what that looked like. And I've, I've always kind of, str- I still do struggle with what, you know, a, a typical relationship looks like. So I've never, I've never been able to do it properly because I, I dropped the ball. But I can say from us getting honest with each other, mm-hmm. I think we related in that place because my father passed when I was seven, yes. growing up in an all-girl house, mm-hmm. no example of a romantic relationship. And you know what? Very good point. We've talked about that before. You don't have a great sort of typical roadmap of what husband and wife or... Partnership. You know, yeah, what that looks like. So we cracked at it mm-hmm. and realized that maybe my ideals and your ideals didn't match up. But what I recognized was I put myself through the paces of, if we break up today, that means I'm never going to go to his house again. I'm never going to talk to him. I'm never going to speak to him. We're never going to hang out. And I am going to be devastated. And I remember coming over to your house the next day and saying, Coco, I cannot even dream of my life that doesn't involve you and I want us to try to be the best of friends. And I'm gonna echo that and say, to be honest, if not for your thinking that way and your effort, I probably would have done the typical girlfriend boyfriend thing is when you break up, you kind of don't talk, you 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 know, it's like, okay, that was a relationship, now we're broken up. But the way you valued and saw our relationship and said, you know, regardless of whether it's typical or not, I still want to be a friend because I value this. That was a real turning point for me. I thought that was brilliant. And to me, it's like, that's the way it should be. And that's how I, I feel about mm-hmm. relationships is that everyone that comes into your life comes into your life for a reason. Yeah. And everyone is a teacher. And everyone brings their own special. Exactly. Why would you let all of that go? Because you're no longer sleeping together, technically. That's whatever. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, um, if you're still great friends and you like each other's company and you make each other laugh, why would you toss that away simply because you're not boyfriend and girlfriend? This is what I wanted today's podcast to be about, is I wanted people to realize that we put so much limitation on ourselves with others to believe that if they don't give us exactly what we want, then they're no good and that they need to be cast aside and we move along. But 
That's not necessarily what the human relationship is about, and that we're all a different part of the spectrum, and we all offer each other something really special. And I believed so deeply in my heart, and that feeling only ever echoes to me every single day. I remember coming in here with my heart in my hand, crying my eyes out saying, I don't want to lose you. You're my best friend. And I can't imagine my life without you. So can we try to be best friends? And we did. And we did. Mm -hmm. And here we are, mm -hmm. 10 years later. 10 years, almost 11, a couple of months. Well, to, it's yeah. 11 all up. So 10 years <laughs> later, or nine and a half years later. And I think our relationship is better. Yeah. Is stronger. Would you say it's stronger? Absolutely. Would you? Well, how would you describe our relationship? Um, it's incredibly valuable to me. It's an incredibly rich source of inspiration, support, uh, humor. Oh my god! Uh, creativity. I just really value it. It's like, uh, I mean, I again, like, I, I credit to you is that I'm so glad you fought for that. Otherwise, I probably would have gone the typical way, which is, okay, we're no longer dating. We're seeing other people. It's not cool to still talk to your ex-girlfriend or hang out with her, um, you know, once or twice a week for dinner. And, and even as time went on, you would have boyfriends. I would have girlfriends. But we'd still hang out. We'd still have dinner. We, we let other people know that this person is you know, one of my best friends, if not my best friend. And I'm not going to give that up because I'm dating you now. You have to understand this is an important person in my life. And if you can't deal with that, then there's really no room for you in my life. And that's a very, to me, that's been a huge marker for me with somebody that comes into my life. If, if they can't handle that you're my best friend mm -hmm. and that we used to date, mm -hmm. then they're not evolved enough to be in my life. It's a good filter. It's a great filter. And the other thing that I love is I look like a pimp at family Christmas. Cause I, <laughs> sometimes I show up with two guys. Oh, right. Yeah, the, <laughs> the current boyfriend. And then I come along because your family. Well, you're, you're, a, you're an honorary family member. Yeah. They want me there. So no, Coco 1 million percent is a Pratt girl. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's the best. My sisters and my mom are wildly in love with you. You are a part of our family. And, oh, I love them. They're great. And they, it doesn't matter what we do and who I'm with and what's happening. You're always a part of those considerations. And this is what I wanted to inspire whomever's listening to maybe consider and maybe bend your brain, stretch your heart, mm -hmm. and think outside of what you think is possible within relationships and fight for the things that make you feel good. Because what I decided that day has only ever just been reaffirmed as the years have passed. You know, your career has grown and changed so much since I met you, Coco. Mm -hmm. You were doing exclusive music. And uh, so tell the peoples about your music and then how it turned graphic. Oh, just a little um, side note, people. We've got a uh, Juno <laughs> Award winner here. Uh, <laughs> I, tell the peoples. Okay, it started out um i i was i got into acting and then i did a musical i didn't know i could sing um but i auditioned for a musical and you know figured out i could sing and coco's a smoke show so and, and, and then i i got tired of acting I, th I thought it was just not not for me nothing wrong with it and uh no, you know sort of locked myself up and started writing songs
One thing led to another. Long story short, I got a record deal with uh, Columbia Records at the time, Sony Music. Um, did a record, got nominated for a Juno, won the Juno, did another record. And maybe you, you, you can attest to this. I get tired of things very quickly. I get restless. So after a few years of that, I stopped that and I got into graphic design because I was involved in the graphic design of my second album and I really enjoyed it. Um, so after that, I, um, I became a graphic designer and... Um, Opened up your own company. Mm -hmm, yep. And at one point I had an office downtown. I had like four or five employees. I did all that. And then I decided I didn't want to do that. I wanted to work by myself. Um, so, you know, I came to this place that we're at right now, my studio, and I converted it into a graphic design studio and, you know, some outboard recording gear. I did a little bit of both until it was full-time design. And then when I met you, you were transitioning more out of music. Yeah. You were getting bored of graphics. Mm -hmm. And I would say a couple years into our friendship, you said, I'm going to take up photography. Yeah. That, no, that was probably about four four and a half years ago that so I really I mean years. I had a camera but I never really took it seriously I it was just a goofy little camera but yeah like f four I mean five years ago probably I remember sitting at Indian yeah. buffet and you telling me I really think I'm gonna take up photography yeah and I did and I have done and now I'm doing that a lot so what's cool is that as we have been on this journey together emotionally we've also been on a really cool career trajectory together well yeah your stuff all you i mean you went from home staging to minor you know decorating to interior design to television to where you are now people know where you are but the cool thing is is that for whatever reason it feels like our careers keep intertwining mm -hmm. so somehow you're always a part of what i'm doing yeah so when i would you know, need to hire a photographer to shoot a big campaign, or I need to shoot a photographer to do some like on the site, on site things. You're the guy and you're an incredible photographer. Thank you. So we get to work together, mm -hmm. which is so much fun because yeah. we have such a shorthand. And then here we are with Mr. Audio when Delta Faucets <laughs> Canada came forth and said, let's do this podcast. I remember saying, hey, Coco, you want to do the podcast with me? And you said, no. Well, I wasn't sure I, you know, I could do it properly. And then none of my stuff was set up because I torn it all down because I was, you know, converted this place into a photo studio. And then I thought about it. And then I thought, you know what? Why not? It'll, it'll give me uh, an excuse to set everything up again because I sometimes miss making music. And as time went by uh, to this current day, I miss it a lot. Uh, so now I'm fully set up again. But this is what I love is that when I think of the Coco that I spoke to when I first said, hey, let's do this podcast, you were almost 100% against it. <laughs> you were like, no, I'm not doing it. I don't have my sound stuff up. I'm done. I'm out of it. Talk to another guy. And then it almost felt like your heart just shifted. And yeah. you, you realized that this was something that you easily could do. Mm -hmm. And you just needed to make up your mind. That's what it was. It was that, just deciding to do it. And this is the cool thing about friendships and togetherness and trust is that when you surround yourself with someone that you know you can deeply trust and love and you know that they want everything good for you, mm -hmm. 
you know, that's what I think this has been is just like that soft push in the direction of this incredible talent that you have that you let go and you kind of put aside for a while and just this podcast was sort of the gateway drug to kind of getting your stuff it was like a gateway drug to getting your shit set up and getting you kind of back into your music yeah and i'm glad i did so i just want to say most pictures you see any audio stuff all thanks to Coco. And um, I wouldn't, I honestly don't know. And for me to get sappy in this moment is I don't know where I would be today. And I tell him, I would say daily, if not weekly. Daily. I tell you daily mm-hmm. how much I love you and how much I appreciate you and how much I don't realize or even understand what my life would look like if you weren't a part of it. And that's an amazing thing about you, if I may, that you're never, never unaware of gratitude. You constantly, constantly show gratitude. You verbalize it and you materialize it all the time. And that is just, that's not just something you talk about. When, I mean, I recorded your solo podcast and you talk about being grateful and and acknowledging that. But knowing you for 10, 11 years, you literally, I watch you do that every day when nobody's listening. You, You show gratitude and you verbalize it and you materialize it every single day and with me you're such an important person to me thank you and when i close my eyes or as i've said before as i wrap up my day i don't know how sometimes i could get through a day without you helping me do the things that i do and ditto and so that's just another shout out to a little tip in relationships Mm -hmm. is that i don't care if it's your love relationship if it's your friendships if it's your family is that to show pure love and acknowledgement mm-hmm. for how important that person is to you mm-hmm. and how you know that that person has played such a important role in the day or that moment or the week in making things better for you. Don't shy away from taking that opportunity. I, um, I told you this. I was watching um, a Netflix document, not documentary, it was a, it was a drama. Side note, Coco's obsessed with documentaries. <laughs> I watch documentaries every day. But this was about, you know, the life of uh, a Latin singer named Luis Miguel. And who you're also obsessed with. Who's, yeah. But, so anyway, at one point, he's, he's very conflicted. His life is full of, you know, uh, tumult and, and, and upheaval. And he steps aside with his manager. I didn't tell you this. And his manager has just found out that he's not well. And he doesn't have that long. And he turns to the young Luis Miguel and says, everything in this life vanishes. This life vanishes before your eyes. Money vanishes. Fame vanishes. Novelty vanishes. The only thing you have, the only thing that remains are the people that love you. So remember them and keep them close. And that is everything to me. Because I don't care what people think life may look like from the outside of anybody's life. It's what remains inside the life Mm -hmm. that keeps the people within it strong and bright Mm -hmm. and together and filled with love. Yeah, and, and sometimes the closest people are not necessarily your family. We're not all fortunate to have 
family that we're close with. So, you know, we, we shouldn't feel obliged that family is, you know, the thing that sustains you. If you have great family and people that love you and your family, that's great. But often, some of the closest people and some of the most valuable people in your life are strangers and people that you've met and who have become friends. And that's what I would say you are for me, is you're my, I and mean, that's what we say all well, the time. Well, yeah, you become family. We, we call each other family. Yeah. Because um, not only do we, I think we act like family, mm -hmm. we have a familial feeling with each other, mm -hmm. but... Two we adopted ago. a dog together. I was just going to say, <laughs> I I had a wiener dog before I met Coco. And then for how many years? Six years, seven years? Yeah. I kept saying, I really want to get a wiener dog. I really want to get a wiener dog. But because of my life and my schedule and all of it, I just it was never possible. And I knew I needed to share the responsibility. And the, and the interesting thing is the reaction from people who, you know, know that we're, you know, not a couple. They're like, what? You got a dog together, but you're you're not together. And to me, it's like, so how, what what does that matter? I love dogs. She loves dogs. Uh, she's busy. I'm busy. Sometimes she has Poppy. Sometimes I have Poppy. Does you know? Does that mean that we should be in a relationship in order to share a little child or or a little puppy? No. But that's the thing. People, a lot of people think that things should be a certain way should be typically so but i've never i've never understood that i've never understood the typical romantic relationship i don't think that there is a typical romantic relationship and if i was to be candid right, right. now i think we all need to get to the heart of who we are mm -hmm. and what we want in our lives and then and you, you have to what? build and develop and not give a is. shit what people think Never. Yeah, it's like, well, aren't you supposed to be doing this? No. I, who said that? The other thing that I find fascinating is that people without knowing us just see us and assume we're yeah. together. Mm -hmm. And their heads blow off mm -hmm. because they've seen us, you know, hanging around for 11 years. They can't believe we're not a couple. Yeah. Um, and what I love is that when you see their face to find out we're just friends, no one believes it, not even your mother. Mm -hmm. But... I <laughs> I love the fact that we've been able to be what we are and sustain the level of closeness and friendship and togetherness and now even more so as you know co-parents of of this little wiener dog Poppy mm -hmm. I've I've been able to witness a whole new side of you a whole new dimension of love a whole new dimension of caring a whole new dimension of of just caretaking and love and I'm just grateful always that I have all these weird harebrained schemes and you're always up for it. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... Do you want to wrap it up? No. So, okay, what do you want to say to the peoples? Oh yeah, this is another little fun fact. Can we talk about the Big Bang? No? No. I mean, okay. what's the Big Bang, really? You know, series of the universe and stuff, and things like that, no? Listen, I mean, I'll talk about what you want to talk about, no, but no. that shit gets deep. Okay, so... We're back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Coco, what do you want to tell the peoples in your 58 years of living what you know about love? Um... Romantic love. Any kind of platonic love. Lo any kind of love. Love is all you need. Really. It's that's, corny. But that's it. But it, it's, um, 
it's love love is so many things it's compassion it's kindness it's appreciation it's gratitude it it's all those things it's not just i love that person or i i you know it's 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 all those things it's 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 appreciating life it's it's being grateful it's being kind being sensitive to other people and also like you mentioned in your podcast uh being kind to yourself and learning to love yourself which is a difficult thing but uh it's it's one of the most important it is the most important thing it's funny that you should say that because i have learned that to truly love another romantically or otherwise we need to truly love ourselves yeah and that's hard it's super hard easy to talk about people like to take the focus off themselves and put it on the other person and throw the love that they have and want to give on the other person and put all the problems on the other person mm -hmm. but when you take your 50% and you know that you're a part of all of it and you can love yourself enough to know that something's right or not right that's when i think you're giving your best self to any kind of relationship and that's what i think we've developed over time is learning how to be candid and honest with each other when we're not happy about something or happy about something yeah and let's let's not give people the wrong impression here this sounds like all unicorns and roses we've had a few knock them out drag down you know arguments and disagreements can i just say though those only started when we became parents yeah maybe because we we both had maybe at times different you know views on things but nothing major though i was and, just going to say of the, the 11 years i can count on my hand how many times you and i have had a spat. yeah and but, but again uh back to you know what's important um you know you both realize we both realize that the friendship is more important than being right the 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 person being in your life is way more important than winning the argument or being right uh so always within a, an hour or two it's resolved and, and it's right back to normal you you don't sleep on it you don't carry it for a day or two you get it you get it out you go listen i didn't agree with that i didn't agree, you didn't agree with this but it's more important to me it's more important to you that we fix this rather than i'm right that's i think the saving grace of this entire thing is communication yeah we've been wildly and candidly and hugely and unbelievably dedicated to communication communication is the king because that's all we've ever done yeah is talk. talk 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 and don't be afraid and just know? say what's on our minds and, and you you also have to keep your ego in, in check in check it's like am i saying this because i want to be right or you know maybe she does have a point or maybe i was being a dick and i've called and said you know what i was being a dick and i've done the same you've done the same thing you said you know what that was really not nice of me i was out of line yeah so i think uh, that, that goes back to kindness and and awareness that's it right there you got to be awake man well because i think when you're outside of yourself enough you can look at it from a bird's eye view and say hey you know what if i take myself out of this equation and i was to and, and yeah and you know what taking yourself out of the equation means in my opinion taking your ego out of the equation the i the the ego the me you take yourself out of that and you go wait a minute 
yeah, I was being a dick. That was really not necessary. What I said, and I was saying it to, quote unquote, defend my stance, which is defend my ego, not wanting to be wrong. And when, when, you, when you're awake enough and aware enough, and hopefully, you know, you work on that, you, you can see that. You can step back from I, from the ego, and say, you know, that was not cool. Yeah. And admit it. Yeah. And not feel like, uh, you know, admitting it or, or, you know, taking it back is any kind of weakness. It's actually strength. But I, I, what I can say that you and I both have is a deep understanding of the feeling, of the flow that we have that runs between us. So when the flow feels off, you and I call it. Yeah. Like I, I know what being around you, working with you, hanging out with you, co-parenting with you, I know how that feels. So when I feel something's off and you feel something's off, we call it because we know how it's supposed to feel. Okay, let me ask you. Okay. Um why why what is your what is your <laughs> deep interest in this topic? This this topic of love. Why why have we been talking about it for 35 minutes? Because one, this is called the love jam. <laughs> okay. Two, is that you're the man behind the microphone and a lot of what's happened in my life and I wanted to put you forward because I want people to know who you are and what this relationship is because I think it causes a lot of questions. Okay. And three is above all an inspiration point for people to know that outside of your traditional structures of relationship yes. that having a deep reaffirming committed kind of love doesn't have to look the way that they thought it did. And that that's something I, I really like about this topic. Um, you, you know, letting go of the expectation. Yep. I know we, we touched on it earlier, but you know, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but... But when you were a boy. <laughs> no, no. What, Coco, you know, you're like, the living end. Coco has a fan base of ladies that think everything he says is the oh best. Oh, God. Um, no, what I was trying to say is, you you know, when you set up your profile, you have options. Uh, single, uh, married, and I think the third one was it's complicated. Yep. And to me, relationships, it's it, that's the only category that works. It's complicated. Because there are married people who you would think is like, oh, that's just wonderful, they're great. And, but if you, you know, delve into it, it's complicated. They've had issues. Uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, you see them together and they look uh, happy and perfect. And, but again, if you, if you look into it a bit more, it's complicated. Human relationship is complicated. Whether it's friendship, whether it's uh, romantic love, whether it's the relationships you have with your parents, it's always complicated. And I, I think if, you know, when you say, what have I learned about love in all these years? Um, I think the most important thing is that don't put a box around it. Don't say it should look like this. Don't say, um, you know, if, if it doesn't look like that, I'm doing something wrong. And, and the best way to do that is to, you know, back to watching a lot of documentaries, look around different cultures in the world, different you know, times in history, 
Relationships didn't always look like they currently do. Uh, in certain cultures, whether you agree with them or not, they don't look like, you know, what we typically expect in the West. Uh, there are certain cultures where, where women are the ones that have multiple husbands, where they're the ones that decide who to mate with, and currently, not just in the past. So uh, we, we have a view here, let's say, in the West, um, or East, you know, or Western European culture of what, um, you know, a marriage looks like. And I think one of the most liberating things is to get yourself out of that, to not think that this is what it should look like. Whatever it looks like for you, if it works for you, then, then, that's, then that's perfect. You know, you just asked me a couple minutes ago why I wanted you to do this podcast. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, why wouldn't I want to share this friggin' goodness with the peoples? Well, thank you very much. You are a philosopher. You're a beautiful mind. Thank you. I feel always so excited to synthesize things with you because I feel like after a crazy day or something's happened, you're one of the most highly evolved, intelligent people I know. And I absolutely love the way you approach things and the, the direction you come at them with. Appreciate that. And so that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you on the Love Jam. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I love what you just said. Uh, back to you for a second. I like what you talked about, you know, um, synthesizing, seeing, seeing, you know, what you put, what colors you put around things, what colors you put around emotions. Which is what we've been doing at the Love Jam towards the end is I have people think of their work and the things that they yeah. do and synthesize a, a color yeah. to... You know the how they feel that's right you're saying what do you associate this feeling what color do you yes, associate this yeah. feeling with what's interesting is one of the things i love about working with audio and mixing i really love mixing not just my own work but other people's work other people's songs other people's records is because i don't know whether it's because or whether i was just born that way but photography is very visual graphic design obviously is very visual dealing with colors and composition and uh i i was i was working with a with a dude and we were working on mixing his record and once in a while he would catch me and, and uh, i would slip up and i would say i, I want to change that it sounds a little too orange and he would his name is brent he would say do you realize that you just said that sounds too orange I said, oh, I'm sorry. I, I meant it sounds a little too, you know, whatever the sound was. And I realized that I, I see sound in, in colors. And, and you talk about synthesis. And that's called synesthesia. And you have that. You have that with emotions. And you look at your Instagram. And you color your emotions with your photography, with your design. And I think, I think that's a really important thing. And for the folks at home listening to this podcast, you may ask yourself, why are these two hanging out? And it's very <laughs> clear. There's so much about Coco and I that is so wildly different. Mm -hmm. We're so different in so many ways. But the baseline of ourselves as creatives, as people, as feelers, as two little kids hanging out and playing in the schoolyard, I think we're, we're a great pair. 
Well, you know, one thing we've been very, you know, we're talking very candidly. candidly and seriously about things. But one thing that we do that maybe hasn't come across here is uh, we crack each other up. Like, <laughs> stupidly, like, throw your head back and choke on your own spit kind of laughter <laughs> daily. Um, uh, yeah. No, you do. Well, like, yeah, you crack me up, too. This man is is a is a comedy show <laughs> and but we have a very similar sense of humor and it's i think we love the good intellectual payoff and we love we love a good joke yeah we love a good joke yeah and we like taking the piss out of each other yeah we don't take each other too seriously yeah and we i love um the way you bring me and throw me back to myself and the way i can replay you back to yourself yeah and i think that that's a just good, like calling your shit yeah and that's a wonderful person to have in your corner someone that can keep you honest mm -hmm. with who you are and your shit and things but also that you in do. a funny way Not you can use humor you know yeah you don't need to make a thing of it just <laughs> freaking call it out and yeah. piss yourself about it yeah so um to wrap this up yeah i just want to say that i've always admired you Thank you. Because I think you're one of the only people I've ever met that has lived their life the way they wanted without okay. looking yeah. at typical standards of life, living, timing, um, push, pull of should haves, could haves. Mm -hmm. um, and although I know you fight that and you wish that, you know, things in your life were more planned and different well yeah that's what i was going to say i mean i don't i don't want people to think like wow you know this guy knows exactly what he's doing i wake up every day going what the fuck what <laughs> oh my god i'm such a screw up like you know no or but you, you know or that thing i just shot yesterday oh my god that's like the worst or that song i wrote oh my god what am i for God, I've just like I've never. But yeah, there's insecurity with it. But then there's the jump in again. You know, do your best. But you never stop creating and learning and educating yourself. And even though you may not be out in the world going to a thousand parties and socializing like mm -hmm. a motherfucker, mm -hmm. you are the most dedicated to your creative craft of anyone I've ever met. Thank you. And you're also the most humble, the most kind, the most. I know, right? <laughs> no, but you really are. Thank you. You're the most humble and kind, hardworking person I know. And I, I admire that about you so much. No, let's and hang on a second here. Talk about hardworking. Stop. I'm looking at her. Anyway, go on. Yeah, but we're both sitting here on the weekend doing a podcast. So let's get real. Huh, uh, girl? Point is, is that <laughs> when you find somebody in this life that lights up your heart and lights up your soul. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with penetration. It has all to do with... Are you literally talking about penetration? <laughs> I'm talking about... Yeah. Yeah, I am. Oh. Oh. A little slap and tickle? <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? I'm just saying... The Big Bang? <laughs> the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going back to it. <laughs> all right. I'm just saying that you don't... You have to pay attention mm -hmm. to the people that light you up. Yeah. And it's okay for it not to be perfect. Yeah. And it's okay to create something all your own mm -hmm. and to have a life that is reflective of your feelings versus what people think it should be. Mm -hmm. Also, as with relationships, do it whatever, do it on your terms, man. Don't, you know, don't say it should look this way or it should look that way or love should be this or love should be that. It is what it is. And if you can step back and go, okay, you know what, just accept that because 
it's so rare and it's such a gift that, you know, I'll take it. I'll take whatever this is in the shape that it's in and not try to say, no, I can't have this because it doesn't look like that. That's, that's the, the thing I, I'd want to leave anybody with, a friend or anybody listening, is that don't, don't put a border on it. Don't put a box around it. It is what it is and be grateful that it's there. I love that so much because we're so often looking to others and trying to mold them into being yeah. something that they're that we want them to mm-hmm. be or that we want from them yeah. or that we dream that we will have mm-hmm. versus just accepting what is before us. And not only that. In its truest form. Yeah, and not only that. A lot of times you you were talking in your podcast about comparison or what the other person's doing or what that, you know, they're further ahead than you, whatever. That that happens also when you look at couples. You assume that right. oh my gosh, I wish I had that. But you don't know. You don't know. It 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 may be awful. And they may be together because they're afraid to be alone. And you know, maybe fraught with fear and you know, lack of intimacy. You just never know. Don't don't look at other people and go, I wish I had that. Well, you know what I'm grateful for? What's that? I'm grateful for your heart. I'm grateful for our our cruises when we get in your car and we drive around and catch up and have our meetings mm-hmm. and synthesize our days. Exactly. I'm grateful for our pasta nights. Mm-hmm. Which and, is tonight. Which is tonight. We're having when we're, pasta. When we're done here, we make a pasta once a week. Yeah. And I'm also grateful for how beautiful you are as a human with Poppy. Thank you. And what a wonderful dad you are to her. And more than anything, I'm so grateful for the kindness and patience and love and support you've always shown me. I love you with everything in my heart. And I love you too. And I am so grateful to share you with anyone that will listen because I could only wish for anyone listening that they can feel the depth of love that I have for you and that they have someone in their life that can love them or have love in their life the way we do. Thank you. I feel the same way. I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you for this beautiful podcast and this freaking awesome headset, P.S. Right. What is this thing? The Uh, electron? uh, Electron. Because apparently I talk too close to my mic. Yeah, yeah. So he set me up with all the cool little tricks and anyways, Coco, you're the man. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it and I appreciate you. Okay. I love you, Cokes. Love you, Cokes. Love you too, Tiffs. (laughs) Later. Later. Peace. We out of here. This is a verbal love letter, or a valentine, if you will, for a few special people who make the Love Jam possible. Delta Faucets Canada, I truly would not be here jamming about love without your support and sponsorship, because without you, this would not even be happening. This inspiration and all of this moving forward into the world is because of you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Coco Torbagian, you open your studio and your time and your magical sound abilities to everyone here at the Love Jam, making us all sound so professional, crispy, and profesh. So, (laughs) thank you for mixing the music and the sounds and making this whole thing sound so slick. And um, more importantly, most importantly, hello, you, the person, the peoples, the listeners. You guys are tuning in. You're you're digging on the vibes. You're doing the love jam with us. Our heart songs are connected. 
We are jamming together, and we wouldn't be back for season two if you weren't here. Tuning in, commenting, and digging what we're putting out. So thank you, thank you, thank you for sitting at your desk, in your house, in your car, with the headphones on, wherever you are, getting a little inspiration and tuning in to us here at the Love Jam. So I love you all very, so dearly, very much. And uh, let's just keep kicking it real. Okay, peace.